Welcome inside of this week's edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast. Happy to have you along, as always, as we're the 2019-20 campaign in full swing. I'm Greg Steiner. And I'm Alex Jewell. Thanks for tuning in. No Kyler Ludlow this week. He'll rejoin us next week. But before we get this show rolling, we want to talk about uh, the week that was. A good week that uh, Eastern Michigan had in the bag. And we'll recap some of it through our interviews in this show. I catch up with head coach Chris Creighton on the football side of things to get his thoughts on the opening week performance against the Chanticleers of Coastal Carolina. Eastern Michigan, a 30-23 to victor. But really... The score may be more closer than it really was in person. Definitely a good week on the football field for the Eagles. There's some things to clean up, as Coach Creighton's going to allude to in his interview with you, Greg. But, you know, Mike Glass was the story of the game for sure, going 20 for 22 on pass completions and setting a new modern statistical era record for Eastern Michigan football at almost 91% on the gridiron in terms of his passing this weekend. So really solid performance from him and the defense for interception, which was quite impressive uh, this weekend. You look at it, the defense certainly had their opportunity to win uh, Mac Player of the Week honors. No one does, but Glass does become the first Eagle in 2019, this academic year at least, to take home Mac Coa Offensive Player of the Week honors. He does so. We also had soccer and volleyball get underway. They're in action this week once more, and we'll preview that later in the show as Peanut will return to talk with a trio of women's soccer players is there this week at Creighton on Sunday, September 8th, after having played MSU and Louisville last week. And then volleyball will be on the road the 6th and 7th. And then we also get another group into the mix. It's women's cross country starting this week. Alex is the George Dale's Invitational out on the west side for women's cross country. Yeah, the cross-country team will be starting uh, their season off in Three Rivers, Michigan, on the west side. That's going to take place on Friday this week before another weekend of athletic competition for a lot of our sports, as you just alluded to. So we're excited to see how they'll do and hopefully get off to a good start. You could not have had a better week than was last week. The Eagles get a win on the football field. But more importantly, the athletic department picked up a major win with the opening of the new Student Athlete Performance Center. And I know you got to catch up with a man who was very influential in making part of that happen. Absolutely. Well, it was a fantastic event. I got to sit down with EMU alum and football great TJ Lang. He's going to be joining us later on the podcast today. So you'll hear a nice sit-down interview we had uh, inside the new Strength and Conditioning Performance Center that he was so crucial in in bringing to life here at Eastern. And you'll hear TJ's thoughts on on the building and that whole process. He's a local media mogul turning into, and we cannot thank him and then all the other donors that donated to that project to make it happen i can guarantee you it's one area of the building i won't be using but i'm glad the student athletes on this campus have the opportunity too because we all know how little time i'm spending in any weight room well, I uh, have spent a lot more time in the food portion of the weight room, uh, the nutrition center attached to the weight room than I have actually lifting weights, but it's really going to benefit Eastern Athletics for, for years to come. Certainly will. We appreciate his time. Uh, there's also some special guests that we caught up as part of that grand opening that we'll have uh, coming up soon. We also want to wish our very best, even though Eastern Michigan might have knocked off the Chanticleers of Coastal Carolina, we certainly send our heartfelt thoughts and best wishes as the hurricane heads 
to their campus. Right now they've evacuated. Their team has as long as well as the rest of their sports uh, and athletic teams there. So anyone along the East Coast, we certainly send our best wishes out. Uh, please take cover and be safe, Alex, because that was about as good a trip as you could ask for. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've been lucky enough for five years now going out into the fifth season. I feel old, my goodness, to be traveling with our football team. And I've been to some fantastic places, but Coastal Carolina, incredibly hospitable the whole weekend, great facilities, just a, a great atmosphere they've got down there in Conway, South Carolina. But like you said, Greg, can't say it enough. Hope everybody's safe down there and taking the proper precautions to make sure that they're okay. And uh, we wish the Chanticleers and, and their families the best throughout the rest of the season and throughout this hurricane. You and I uh, at it this week again. We'll be on the road at Kentucky, but certainly keep an eye on the map. Enough of us talking. We've talked about uh, the, the low country, so it's time to move to the bluegrass and talk to head coach Chris Creighton as he'll bag it up and send us to Kroger Field after this quick timeout. After months for waiting, Eastern Michigan finally hit the field for the first time on Saturday. They got to take on the Chanticleers of Coastal Carolina and came away with a road victory, 30-23. to 23. Coach, you look at it, the buildup, the excitement, and then finally it's game day. What was your thoughts and, and impressions of how your team performed in the heats of South Carolina to pull off the win? Yeah, well, it was a, a very good weekend, you know, in terms of the travel and the preparation and and just our guys focus being on the road we've really traveled well here in those ways and so i didn't expect anything differently than that but i just still feel really good about how we go about you know our business on the road um and then the game came and and honestly it was a slow start um and it, you know we weren't expecting you know, to to take the ball away on the first play of the game and, and to throw a 83-yard touchdown and to do that, you know, for three and a half hours. That's not it at all. Um, just take a lot of pride in stop downs and had some stop down opportunities in that first drive. And, and uh, you know, they went down the field and scored. Um, took a lot of time off the clock and offense's first opportunity to get up. Um, you know, we, we got sacked on the third down and um, weren't able to convert. So we're three and out. We punt the ball and and they return it, um, you know, thirty yards to gain great field position again, and then go down, you know, and score. And so, it just was a it wasn't the start that uh, we would have liked to have. Um, but uh, you know, Coastal Carolina um, had, had a lot to do with that. You know, they they did a really nice job. Um, so, and it got a little bit more frustrating in the second quarter. We had a chance to go down, score, and go to take the lead. Um, and uh, fumble the ball, you know, into the end zone. And so it ended up being a minus 10 point swing. So we're going down at half down 13 to seven and uh, offensively just had three possessions. So it just, uh, you know, didn't have a great feel to it, but I really do feel as though we responded there in the, in the third quarter. They certainly had in that first quarter felt like they, they did a good job playing keep away by keeping their offense on the field in those third down conversions. You mentioned at third down, they were six of seven in third down and four or less. So just a really good job moving their offense. But second half, it was the ability to keep short fields 
which offensively the numbers look at it a little bit because your defense was able to take it away so many times. How do you think those guys, especially a really talented secondary, performed against an offense that was throwing the ball, especially when when they knew the particular quarterback was in there, was going to be in there to throw versus the other one to run? And when you're taking the ball away four times, I mean, that uh... – that just is a backbreaker for for an offense, and so it's just an incredibly good job with taking the ball away. Um, you know, towards the end of the game, we were getting into some some calls that we would have liked to tackle guys in bounds. Um, you know, to keep clock running, um, missed some tackles uh, in the secondary. Um, you know, got beat. Uh, you know, a couple times at a huge, huge explosive, the first touchdown of the game. So, um, you know, I, I think we come away from it and feel as though, hey, look, um, we took the ball away, uh, which is a game changer. Right. You know, there, there's no question about that. But then when you go play by play and go through it, you know, there, there's a lot to work on. You get Shaq Van back. Uh, he helps lead your offense on the ground. His play was was solid in that aspect. But you got some play from underclassmen as well. You Dylan Drummond, a pair of touchdown catches. Keon Williams, a touchdown catch as well. Uh, what have you seen out of your wide receiving core? That uh, we all know about the upperclassmen, but what have you seen about the underclassmen at that wideout spot? Well, yeah. So um, you didn't get to see much of Jairus. Um, he's the one name. You know, outside of Dylan and Q, in terms of underclassmen, you know, that are going to be significant contributors uh, to go along with, you know, Sexton and, and Arthur and uh, Lean A. And, you know, we've got Isaac Holder and Eddie Doherty, and we have five seniors. And so um, we feel as though it's a deep group um, and, uh, and very talented. There's there, no question about it. So, um, you know, we didn't have a, a lot of explosives or anything like that. Um, but very efficient day in the air. When you look at winning on the road, winning away from your home park is always difficult, but historically it's been problematic for this program, and they went a long time without a non-conference road win. Now you've worked five consecutive years with a non-conference road win. What does it take in preparation, or or is there anything different or, or more special about winning in somebody else's yard? Yeah, that's it's a good question. I, I just I think the things that we do well, whether we're home or away, we try to be really consistent with with our process. This the the daily routine on on Friday and Saturday, uh, we really challenge the guys to to know when and how to flip their switch, um, and uh, just to to be familiar uh, and to trust um, you know our process of getting ready for a game. There are advantages to both. And if you take advantages, if, if you take advantage of the positives, you know, in both situations, then you're excited about being at home and, and then you can be excited about being away. Um, and, and I think that's probably how we look at it. As you head into Kentucky, you look back the last trip to Lexington, you were there. Uh, what stands out at you? I mean, you look back and, and remember the the fumble and, and touchdown uh, just 15 seconds into the game, or is it more the the having the ability to throw in the end zone on the last drive of the game for a possible upset victory? Well, what I think, of, I think about all of that, but, uh, you know, they, they blocked one of our punts and, and that's really on me. We put one of our guys in a situation that we asked him to do something that uh, we shouldn't have asked him to do, you know, and, and I know that uh, 
you know, we muffed that punt, which ended up being, you know, the two special teams plays that were, were backbreakers. And so um, I think both of those are, were controllables. And so that's what hurts the most, um, you know, that, uh, um, you know, didn't have to be that way. But in the end, it was we gave ourselves a chance to win at the end and, and, and came up short. But, uh, you know, it, it's a great venue. Uh, that program has just taken off. They're better now than they were in 17. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, they just handled Toledo. Uh, so we, we've got a, a huge task ahead of us. Um, but I, I mean, I promise you, our guys are um, always excited about the chance to play football and and a uh, chance to compete against, you know, a program that that people don't believe we can stay with. You know that that uh, we we get excited about that. A lot of people look at, at Kentucky. They were a team in the bottom of the SEC for a long time. Coach Stoops has has really turned the trajectory of their program around, similar to what you've done here in Ypsilanti. What do you see or respect the most out of what Coach Stoops does at Kentucky? Well, they've, they've, they've gone a lot farther than we have. I mean, they, they've broken through. I mean, they had what, 10 wins, I think, or something last year. I mean, they, you know, w- we haven't done that yet. Um, uh, so it, it's really, it's, it's fun to watch. I, you know, um, it's fun to watch when a program has been down uh, for a long time to, to see a staff and administration to support and believe in a staff and to see them, um, build it up and, and, uh, become successful. Uh, you know, it's inspiring, you know, cause it's, it's something that we're trying to do ourselves and, and they definitely have done it. And then last question for you, you know, in a lot of ways is week two easier to prepare for than week one, just because you've kind of seen more tape or is it harder because also, you know, that, okay, you got to, to recoup guys. Plus you also, maybe they didn't show fully what they would in week one. Well, here, here's what I'll tell you is that, you, you just have more time for, for the first week. You, you might have less information, but you have more time. You know, school starting this week. Uh, so we are, you know, on the clock. Um, you know, we don't have eight months. We have, you know, six days. And not being, that that's the normal schedule, but it's in the first week, it's not normal. And, and so I think that's what makes it more difficult. Um, but having a game under our belt and having seen them play, you know, I, I definitely think that you can trust the, the film more than you can uh, after being off for eight months. Eagles and Wildcats, 730 kickoff from Lexington's Kroger Field. Coach, appreciate your time. We'll catch up with you next week. Okay, thanks so much. Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of Eastern Michigan Athletics. Pleased to be joined now by TJ Lang inside the Thomas J. Lang Strength and Performance Center, named after his late father, who he describes as the biggest Eastern Michigan fan there was and someone that he really wanted to honor. TJ, you're here for the grand opening of this new Student Athlete Performance Center and and seeing your dad's name unveiled in such a beautiful way. What does it mean to you? Well, it's obviously a little bittersweet at first. You know, it brings up a lot of uh, great memories. Um, you know, also sad memories that he's not around anymore. But, uh, you know, I think uh, it's important for people to know that 
this is my dad's facility. You know, <laughs> my name is Thomas John Lane, but I'm a junior. Um, there's no junior on the building, but you know, it's my first time seeing the completed product. Um, you know, it's just, uh, it's honestly breathtaking. I mean, I remember being a, a, an athlete here myself, uh, you know, the conditions we had to work in and you get to look at all these other beautiful facilities around the, around the Mac and you start to get a little jealous and, uh, these kids now they they have the they have the newest and the best uh, facility uh, in the Mid American Conference and um, you know it just wasn't myself. We had a lot of people play a big part in this, a lot of former athletes themselves. Um, but you know to, to 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 name a place where I spent the most of my college career, the weight room, uh, after my father who who absolutely loved this football program. Uh, you know it meant a lot to me and it's a place where anytime I can come back, it's kind of a uh, you know, based, almost a memorial for him. You know, it's got his name on it and it's, it's going to be here forever. You are one of the most selfless people around the Eastern Michigan program. But let's turn to you just a little bit. I mean, someone that played here and, and tried to put your stamp on the program as a player, but then really someone who throughout their professional career and now into your early retirement has been able to help set the foundation for what has to come in Eastern Michigan athletics. How special has it been to you not only to play a role here as a student athlete, but now to see this kind of building and plan come to fruition? What does it mean to you to be a part of it? Well, you know, I'm eternally grateful for the opportunity that I got, you know, coming out of high school, I always felt like I was a good football player, but the offers just never came in. And uh, I, didn't, I wasn't sure I was going to ever, ever be able to play again and, until Eastern called. And that was really my only my only offer that I had to go play college football. So um, I've, I've, I've lived a very lucky and a very blessed life. Um, you know, looking back on it, each step along the way, um, you know, everything, a lot of things went right for me, but I can guarantee I wouldn't be in the position I am today. And I'm, I'm, I probably would never play in the National Football League if, if I didn't get a call from Eastern Michigan to get a chance to come play here. So, um, you know, and that was the big thing my dad always taught me is, you know, never forget where you come from. And, and any chance you got, you know, you pay it back a little bit. And, and just the, the fact that I'm in that position of life to, to help others out, especially along the path that I took, uh, I think it's a unique position. I think it's a special position, and it's just something that um, – I, I wouldn't be the man I am today without Eastern Michigan. When student athletes of today listen to this, see you, see how involved you are in the program and really the, the greater Detroit community, what's something that you'd like every student athlete that walks through these doors to take away? Uh, you know, don't take it for granted. I, I know obviously there's going to be a, a little bit of a honeymoon period where the first couple of weeks, maybe the first couple of months, even the year, you kind of come in and you think, you know, wow, what a special place. And sooner or later, you're going to get used to it. But, you know, don't forget, I guess don't forget how much work went into this place. I mean, this was, this wasn't just an idea that popped up a year ago and we said, yeah, let's build it. This, this thing started back four or five years ago where we had a, a group of the former athletes had a dream and we had a, we had a goal in mind and uh, we had to leap over so many hurdles and change athletic directors where we didn't know if the, the whole thing was going to get crushed we didn't know so there was a lot that went into this building and i just hope guys and the girls i hope they utilize it i hope it shows you know better uh better product on the field for them uh, personally and as a team and uh, it can open up a whole whole new door of possibilities for for everybody that has a chance to use this facility so hopefully they uh hopefully they just don't think it's a it's a, a nice new gift hopefully they they, they use it the right way and, and they teach the you know future generations what a special place this is. Now turning to you personally uh, for our last question, you yourself not strapping it up for the first time and probably as many years as you can remember. So 
We've seen you uh, a little bit of a media member on the sidelines of Detroit Lions preseason camp. What's TJ Lang been up to in his personal life and how are you enjoying your first year off from football? Well, first of all, I've, I've been enjoying it uh, a lot. You know, I've, I've, uh, this is always a tough time of the year because you start to miss it, but then you watch the training camp practices and the big party is like, ah, I don't miss training camp. So once the games get rolling, uh, I think that's going to be the part I miss the most. You obviously miss those relationships that you build. Uh, you know, with your teammates throughout the year, uh, you know, I mean, it's just being around those guys day in, day out, and just the joking and the having fun and keeping it light. Um, you, you, you know, you, sometimes you can forget you're playing a game, uh, so it's it's always it's always nice to be around those guys. I miss that, uh, but I've been staying busy. You know, my golf game's got a little bit better. It's been a while since I've been able to work on that, and I also have uh, a great wife and, and three young kids at home that I've been spent a lot of time with too. So uh, it's funny, you know. I, kind of thinking about the thing with my dad in this place is I'm kind of in his shoes you know as early as I can remember where I'm taking my kids around to the sporting events now and I'm I'm sitting in the I'm sitting in the in the stands watching them and you never really understand it when your parents tell you that you know you're they're they're your biggest fans until you actually have kids you get to watch them because I feel the exact same way about mine. TJ, we thank you so much for all your contributions to Eastern Michigan University and the athletic department. We wish you all the best. And until next time, uh, enjoy the golf game and all things at our retirement. I appreciate it. Thanks. Hey guys, this is Nicole Remedios and this is another segment of Peanuts Gallery. Today we're on the road on our way back from Louisville, Kentucky, and I have a special treat for you guys. I don't only have one student athlete, but I have three student athletes here with me. Who, who do we got here? Simone Kyoto. Where are you from? And give us your class. From Canada, just outside of Toronto, and I'm a sophomore. Yeah. Amanda Cripps from just outside of Toronto, and I'm a freshman. Kylie France, and I'm from Erie, Pennsylvania, and I'm a sophomore. We've got a little outnumbered, three Canadians to one American, but I guess we'll let her stay and stick around, you know? So as I just mentioned, we're on the bus right now. We're just in Louisville, Kentucky. I've never been to K Kentucky. Have you guys ever been no. to Kentucky? No? No. No? Yeah, You've been to Kentucky? Yes. When have you been to Kentucky? Uh, just for a soccer tournament. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I was interested. Pretty cool to play Louisville. Yeah. How'd you guys feel about this whole like travel trip? I knew the stadium was going to be big, it was going to be nice, so I was super excited to go to play. Even though we didn't get the result, it was still a good experience and oh, yeah. we, are, we can take a lot back from this. Yeah, I think we learned a lot from this game that we can take and move forward with. Yeah, for sure. I was super excited to come down here, be with everyone, the yeah. experience. Yeah. I think it got, like, as a team, us excited for the MAC, and just in general, for sure. But Saturday we did something new. We kind of we did like a team bonding exercise. Oh, yes. it what was what fun. was it, Amanda? No, <laughs> Kylie. Uh, we all got together in the parking lot, and the coaches blew up water balloons. We did not have a water balloon fight though. We actually did a water balloon toss. Yes. Who would you say was the best at it? I think me and Paris did the best. I think yeah. I do give props to you guys. I do give props to you guys. That was a good one. Yeah. Oh yeah, that then you guys. You had a good run. Thank you, thank you. Not not trying to brag or anything. Um, also, so Wednesday school starts, and for oh, Amanda, yeah. our freshman, first day of college, how how you feeling? 
Um, I think I'm like a little bit nervous about the work, but I feel like once I get like the hang of it and like as long as I get a schedule down, I just want to keep everything in like order and or be organized with like all my work and everything. And I think I'll be fine with that. Yeah. And once I get a routine down, it won't be as like difficult trying to get soccer in between classes and everything. But I made my schedule work around that. So I'm not interfering none of my classes with soccer. Yeah. As uh, now sophomores, any tips for Amanda? Get your study tables hours in. Yeah, that's a good tip. Use your meal plans at Starbucks. Yep. Oh yeah, coffee. Yeah. Coffee. Coffee. Huge coffee girl. Oh yeah. Sure. Study hard. You'll you'll do great, and you have a whole team here to Quizlet. <laughs> All right, so we got, what about, like a six hour bus ride still ahead of us? Exactly. What's your bus routine? Are you a napper? Are you oh, a, I'm a napper. A napper? Yeah. Do you like to play game, games on your phone, or do you like to talk the whole time? Simone? Um, I do a little bit of talking, <laughs> but mostly just lying down on my phone, scrolling through TikTok. <laughs> awesome. And... Next weekend, we also have a travel kind of schedule coming up for the next month-ish. How do you guys feel about traveling and on the road games? Uh, I feel like we can learn from them and definitely prosper with traveling. Yeah. It's not easy. But after, especially like when you don't get the result you wanted, you just want to go home after, but yeah. Next week we'll be um, flying, right? Yeah, to flying to yeah. Creighton. Yeah. I feel like it goes by faster. It yeah. does. Almost. Yeah. Like this month is going to fly by with traveling uh-huh. so much. Yeah. Yeah, because we're gone like every week. We are, yeah. But I think it'll, it'll be good. I'm excited for this season with you girls, of course. Yeah. And thanks for joining me. I'm Nicole Remedios, and this was Peanuts Gallery. Well, that'll do it for another edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast. As always, thank you so much for listening, and be sure to follow EMU Athletics on social media on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and more. You can download this episode of the podcast and every episode before on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and for the first time at emueagles.com slash podcasts. Stay tuned in the weeks to come. We've got plenty of special guests and exciting things revolving around Eastern Michigan Athletics that we want you to be a part of every single week. So for Greg Steiner, I'm Alex Jewell, wishing you all a happy and healthy week to come. Until next time, go green, go white, and go Eagles.